Hey, what's going on, guys? Jack here from On Spot Sports, and I'm along with Tyler from On Spot Sports. And welcome to episode 22 of On Spot Sports. And uh, in this episode, we're going to be covering all the major sports, a lot of sports news coming coming around the, the world uh, this week, like from like NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, all those sports will We'll get some news going for all those sports, but first off, Tyler, how are we doing? I'm doing all right, man. How's it going with you? Almost into the weekend, though, so that's uh, yeah, true. Not the best time. Yeah, I've been I've been doing pretty good. I'm I'm a bit sad right now, but we'll get to that later, and we all we all know why. But yes, we'll, we'll get to that later. Sports fans, it's a it's a reuniting day for. All sports fans, and yep, we will we will uh, cover that one later. Yeah, for sure. And uh, to start off the podcast today, we're going to try something different. We're going to do one or two segments, and we're just going to like explain like w- what we did this week, how our week went, and then we'll go on to like what's what's like bothering us, what's grinding our gears. So, Tyler, do you want to start with uh, how how was your week one? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with busy uh, a little different than normal i started school back up this week uh so i just got to get back in that habit a little bit of a different schedule i got to wake up a little bit earlier now for school so it's busy it's it's it was different but i'm gonna be a little more used to it now going forward since you know the whole school routine yeah that that's a bit of a change since you've been on break for like a month i know yeah i ended uh december 13th and my first day back was the 22nd. So I got my uh, first class uh, starts at 8 in the morning, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I got to gotta get up early, 6, 6.30, then head off. How's that 8 a.m. going? Not bad, not bad. I mean, it's English, which is pretty rough. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, at I'll least you're making it through. That's right. That's the only thing you can do is make it through. Yeah, that is true. But overall, school's been good so far, even though you've been there for a week already. Yep. Actually, yeah, just two days because oh, I days? only go Monday. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are, are uh, is my only days. I go I have four classes each day, uh, starting at 8, ending at 12.25. So I've only been there just the past Wednesday and Friday. It's not First bad. days are usually a couple long, but it, it's, it, it's all good. Yeah, for sure. Seems seems like a fun time. Yeah, we'll see. All Gen Eds though this semester. No, no uh, fun electives. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna blow. Yeah, we just gotta get through it though. Yeah, that is true. Just just uh, continue that grind. That's right. Absolutely. All right. So yeah. So my week my week was uh was busy as well. I played uh, hockey four four days in a row. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that was a grind. All about the hockey grind for all of, you. All about the hockey grind, as well as school. And I, I'm on J term right now, so I only have one class in January. And it's a health class, so it's honestly pretty easy. But And it's only Tuesday, with Tuesday, Thursday, so it's not bad at all. And then I have uh, running. I have track practice every day uh, for six days a week. And then I have work Monday, Wednesday, that I do uh, some graphic design work for the school. So that's always a fun time. I mean, yeah, sports sports season, school season, it's it's all wrapped up in one. So you got to find find that time to just, you know, make time for everything. True. I know it's tough. I know it's tough, especially you being a uh, sophomore now and just me a freshman. Yeah. So take take some night nap some naps in between too. It's not bad. Yeah, just gotta get gotta get uh get get everything under control. Just gotta keep grinding. So overall, school school's been fun. So can't 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 complain about that. So I'm gonna. So let's move on to our next segment, which uh, 
What what is bothering us this week? What is grinding our gears? Tyler, do you want to start or do you want me to? Oh, you could start. You could start. All right. So, you know how, like, they have, like, those little cups at school or, like, the big cups at school that uh, you saw when you were in at school with me when you came to visit in the lunchroom? Yeah. Yeah, you know how like they they had like those like twelve ounce size and then the then uh the smaller ones like six ounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for like a week straight, they did not have any of the twelve ounce water cups, so I had to use wow. the small the small six ounce water cups, and to me that's a waste of plastic. That's a waste because I'm I got to refill it twice as much to get the same amount as I would in one one cup of water. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I could see that. That's just, like, wow, how, how do they even run out? Yeah, exactly. I don't... Like, how do they run out of those big cups? Yeah, like, any other time, like, every every year they have the same amount of cups and they keep refilling it, but I guess for a week straight they didn't refill them or get any of the new supplies, so I had to use the mini six-ounce cups, which I did not really like. No, I understand that. And like I said, it's easier. You, you got to refill it like twice compared to just like that. It yeah, won, compared to just like one. One big fill and then you're you're good. You got you got your uh, you got your whole drink in. Yeah, so that that was uh, one thing that was like that really grinded my gears right there. I, yeah, I could see that. Is there uh, something that grinded your gears this week? Or in the last two weeks or something like that? I mean, I'm, I can't really think of anything major other than, uh, so for me, going to school, I have to commute. Uh, I think you guys all know that. I have to drive on the highway for a little bit, like the expressway and whatever. And I swear to God, like every single morning, I get stuck behind some truck driver. And these trucks go so freaking slow. Like, I'm just trying to, like, go, you know, do my business, go drive to school. And traffic's so backed up. It's because these dumbass truck drivers, they take so long and hold up all the traffic. I'm just like, I just want to get to school. Like, can you get off the road, please, and let me go? Buddy, there's another There's another lane for a reason. Ex- they're all backed up. It's it's morning rush hour traffic. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you go out, you go out that early. Yeah, because I usually leave for school around seven now, and so like I said, every morning there's that that's there's like time, that's, that's like prime time traffic right there. Exactly, exactly. But next time you should go in the other lane, try to get around this guy. I, I try it, but you know what? Like I said, it, traffic sucks. Like that time in the morning, there's really nowhere, nothing I can do. Yeah, that is true. Try to find the gaps as you can find them, because. Just get to the nearest lane wherever my exit is or get around them. I, I'll try, but morning rush hour traffic, man, I'm telling you. I'm just trying to do my business driving, but yeah. those truck drivers are holding me up. That That is true. I, I'll give you that. All right, so moving on to our actual episode of this podcast. So what sport do you want to start out with? Hmm, that's a good one. Maybe uh, we could do uh, NFL first. Yeah, for sure. When when was our last NFL episode? We did a wild card round preview. Oh yeah, so we got to do wild card, a divisional round, and then conference championships. Yep. So yep. yeah, we did a uh, we did a uh, wild card round preview. Yeah, so what what do you think of that wild card round? Interesting. I got uh, two out of the four games right. Really? Overall, not not did not expect a ton of those a ton of those um, games the way they went. But that's I feel like that's the unpredictability of the NFL playoffs. Playoffs are a whole new season. Other teams, you know, their mentalities get, you know, different throughout the regular season and then leading up to the playoffs. You know, some teams feel overlooked, some teams feel underlooked. 
it's just it's a whole new ball game. And that wild card round, that really, even though the teams they don't have buys, they still want to prove something. Say, hey, we can compete with these guys that do have buys. But overall, I got two out of four right. And I will say, my Super Bowl uh, prediction: the team that I predicted to win the Super Bowl did get bounced out in the wild card round. Did not see that coming. Yeah, I I was pretty disappointed with uh, how the how the wild card rounds went, especially with the uh, the Patriots and the Bills, and uh, your Saints too. I thought I thought the Saints were gonna were gonna get it there, but that didn't happen. So it was like it was unpredict it was an unpredictable round, and it led up to a really interesting divisional round game. Yeah, the only the only really divisional round game that didn't or the I'm sorry. The only wild card wrong game that definitely didn't really surprise me was the Seahawks and Eagles. I pretty much knew the Seahawks were going to win. I I did say though it was going to be like a close game, but I did think the Seahawks were going to win just because like the nature of like the Seahawks win close games. But I wasn't surprised with that one. I did get that one right. The only other one I did get right, however, I did predict the Titans to beat the Patriots, but. Anytime the Patriots lose in the playoffs, it, it's it's unpredictable. Yeah. And it, it's just it's something you don't see every day. So that one was still shocking, even though I did predict the Titans. Yeah, for sure. The the ones that I that did surprise me were the Texans being the Bills. But that was also that was that was a really good game between the Texans and Bills. Went to overtime for and one got the uh, Texans won by a field goal. That was, that was a nice game. Yeah, I predicted the Bills in that one. Did not see did not see the Texans coming back. The, te- the Texans have been known to kind of, you know, choke a little bit in the playoffs. But when they came back, it was – I was like, wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're there to stay. These won't be the – this won't be the last time we'll see these two in the playoffs. Mm, no, that, for sure. They'll be there next year, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I think the Texans, Texans and uh, Titans in that South Division. And you know what? With the uncertainty of the Patriots' future, maybe this is Buffalo's time to step up and maybe take a, take a leap over them. That is very true. And then going, going to the Titans and Patriots game, that was also a disappointing loss for the Patriots. I was very disappointed in that game. You know that. You were there watching the game with me. Yep. And I was not happy about that. No, no. I mean, I get it. You know, fan of the the dynasty, the legacy. I personally am not. But like I said, I I I like when new teams kind of step up and take over. And that was that. I mean, the tight Tennessee Titans. What a what a story that was for them to come in and really play their game in Foxborough, you know, the home of the six time Super Bowl champions in the past like twenty ish years. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, for sure. They, the Titans definitely put a put up a fight against the Patriots, and overall came up on top. And uh, crazy, Derrick Henry. Yeah, bro. He he went off. I mean, there's a reason why his Instagram name is Last King too. That, I mean, that is he, true. He, he showed he showed why he's a king. He he is a king, that's for sure. And then uh, the Vikings and Saints were another team that went to overtime, and the Vikings got got the winner there, twenty six twenty over the Saints. That was also a disappointing game for me because I thought the Saints were going to win, and I knew you wanted the Saints to win because they were your Super Bowl pick. But the Saints were my Super Bowl pick. That's right. I had a weird feeling about them going into the playoffs, but they got bounced in the first round. Vikings came to play, though. I'm not. I'm not discrediting the Vikings at all. They're they came to play. Kirk yeah. Cousins had a pretty sharp game for mm-hmm. the most part, and that pass was about forty something yards to Adam Thielen. What a perfect pass by Cousins! What a catch by Thielen! But we know that there was controversy, and I feel like there's always controversy with calls in New Orleans now after last year's NFC Championship. I got to ask you. That touchdown by Kyle Rudolph, there was clearly a push right there. Do you think that was enough to throw a pass interference flag? Yeah, that was definitely an offensive pass interference because he pushed he pushed off the defender, and 
that ultimately costed uh, the Saints the game. Yeah, there was definitely it, there was definitely a push. Like there, there's some calls that are like, oh yeah, it's very clear. There's some calls that are like, no, there's not enough. That was right in the middle for me. I think, I think personally, that was a very like, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to word this. That pushed it just enough to limit the move of, of the defender. And that's why I'm saying, yes, I think there was just enough room to throw a pass interference flag. I'm surprised they didn't, but I think it, there definitely could have been a flag. If they, did, if they did throw a flag, I would not be unhappy at all. But, I'm, I mean, like I said, that was, it, was, it was very close. But I think at the very end, he pushed him a little bit. That was it. It was, I think it was definitely they, borderline. They very, yeah. Very, very close. Yeah, it was, it was like borderline. Said, like I said, nothing, nothing too, like, serious, but it, it was definitely an off where it could have drawn a flag. Yeah, it was just, like, right there in the middle. It could have went either way, and uh, unfortunately for the Saints, it went the opposite way. Yeah. I think, though, if we want to get back on track, we should uh, move on to the uh, uh, divisional round. Yeah, let's go. Divisional, divisional round, we had uh, – so the Vikings won and, and went on to play the, the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers and Santa Clara. And the 49ers rolled on that one, 27-10. A lot of people were expecting a close game, but the 49ers run game was simply too much. Yeah. Too much. And their defense made a huge statement, I believe only allowing 137 or 139 total yards. And, and I think they said that was the fewest opponent offensive yards per game in a playoff game ever. Wow. In the whole, in the whole yeah, history of the NFL? Postseason history. I think wow. it, I think they said Super Bowl era, if I'm not mistaken. But that was the lowest. Dang. The, the 49ers run game has been strong this entire season, especially in the playoffs right now. They have been dominant oh, yeah. with their running games. A lot of people wanted to see what Jimmy G can do in the playoffs, but with that offensive line, the 49ers can create some big holes and big gaps with the run game. Uh, offensive line creates those holes, obviously. And also tight end George Kittle. What a threat he is running routes, catching the ball, but also on the ground, too. That guy can block. Yeah. And the 49ers, not just run one running back, not even two. It's three, three. different running backs they used this season for that attack. You got Matt Breida, Kevin Coleman, and Raheem Mostert. That's, that's impressive. Definitely combo. That, Trio, I should say. That's impressive, especially if you have three three of them. That's that's wild because it's usually just like one, maybe even two. Three, that's it's impressive. Yeah, and, and, and for the divisional round, the guy who got that workload was Kevin Coleman. It would change in the championship round, though. We'll get to that very soon. But – Moving along with the, the the game that took place later that night, the Tennessee Titans, after beating the New England Patriots, would automatically go on to play the Baltimore Ravens, who everyone knew, no doubt, they were the best team in the league this year. But they did not play like the best team in the league that night because the Tennessee Titans worked their magic once again and shut down Lamar Jackson in that offense. Yeah. that I did not expect that at all. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I thought the Ravens were just going to blow right through Tennessee, but nope, it went the opposite way as everyone thought it was going to. No, I, I mean, the Titans did exactly what they did against New England. They controlled time possession, they limited the Ravens' offense, and therefore they just they, they struck. Even though Lamar had about 500-something total yards for the game, that wasn't enough, you know? No. They may have had a lot of offensive yards – on the stat sheet, but on the scoreboard is what matters, and the Ravens did not put the points on the board, yeah. unlike the Titans. Mm -hmm. So uh, moving on to the next round, Ten uh, the Houston Texans played the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs rolled right through Houston, beating them fifty-one to thirty-one. That that's a high-scoring game for a playoff game. It was a roll. It was a roll over the Houston Texans. But it sure didn't look like that from the very onset. I mean, you had the Houston Texans taking a twenty-four to nothing lead with ten minutes left in the second quarter. And I'm sorry, but what 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 happened to the Texans after that? 
pretty they, bad they choke job. That's what happened. I forgot how to play. I mean, I honestly think the turning point for that was when they were up 24-7, Kansas City goes down and scores their first touchdown, and they fake the punt at their own 30-yard line, up by 17 points. Why, Bill O'Brien, would you fake a punt at your own 30-yard line? No idea. With the Chiefs, with the Chiefs having momentum, I'd say easily punt the ball away. Yeah. Easily. That was not, that was not the best decision. No, I, I think, you know, and obviously Kansas City, they had a little spark in them going that home crowd. There's not really a, a fan base quite like the Chiefs. I mean, they are considered to be the loudest home crowd in the NFL. But the Texans, absolutely, you you, you got to blame this on Bill O'Brien for that. Just not not what you wanted in a, in a playoff yeah. game on mm-hmm. top of it. I mean, 24-0. And their lead was gone in the second quarter. Like, yeah. second quarter, the Chiefs scored 28 on answer to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes proves once again that he's he's there for his team, and he he's really good. He's, an, he's elite. Yeah, I mean, he, we, we've seen the past two years him mostly making plays with his arms, but he has made a lot of really good plays with his legs as well. And I believe he did. He did. He run for a touchdown against the Texans. I, I believe he did. I don't think so. Uh, okay, that was the Titans then. Yeah, because he had uh, seven carries, fifty-three yards for for, uh, for his rushing game. Okay. And then he was twenty-three for thirty-five with three hundred twenty-one yards and five touchdowns. As yeah, when that's when he's typical Patrick Mahomes right there. Yeah. Well, even though he didn't score any rush touchdowns. He was kind of carrying that running game banner. I mean, they the Chiefs have not really had a solid running game all year. Despite signing LaShawn McCoy, they've had a couple interesting obstacles to overcome with him injury-wise. And Damian Williams has not really been able to produce as yeah. good as they mm-hmm. hoped for. But he, he he turned up big in their next game. We'll talk about that coming up. He did, for sure. So going on the final divisional round game, the Seattle Seahawks went to Green Bay play the Packers and the Packers ultimately came up on top 28-23. What are your thoughts of that game? Uh, you know what? Not en- not enough for Seattle. I mean, the Seahawks got off to an extremely slow start and honestly, I-, I really don't even know if the Packers got off to a hot start or Seattle just played so slow right off the bat that it just wasn't enough. But I'm just going to go back anyway. That was the common theme for the Packers at the beginning of the year was they would get off to a really hot start, and they they would have such a big halftime lead that by the end of the uh, even not even the first half, the start of the second half, the other team starts to find their rhythm on offense. They start playing catch up, but they they come so close and it's just not enough. And that's kind of the vibe I was getting from that game. Is Green Bay already they got off to a, a better start than Seattle. And by the time the Seahawks really started warming up and catching up, there was just no time left. Packers already had a comfortable enough lead. But that yeah. was another another controversy, though, that that, that final drive. Uh, Jimmy Graham caught the ball, and it looked like clearly he was a yard short. The refs called it a first down. They even reviewed it. Keith Carroll could not challenge because there was under two minutes left. Coach's challenge is forbidden under two minutes, and they upheld it on review. Do you think that was a first down? Uh, pro- probably from the from like the point of the game where they were at, probably didn't seem probably did seem like a first down. But like when you looked at the pictures after the game, you could tell that was a whole yard short. But but in the in the heat of the game, at the heat of the moment, probably didn't look like it. And then the review, I don't know what they looked at because uh, from like all the pictures and everything. It did not look like a first down at all. So it's a very, very weird play. Very weird review. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think it was a first down. I think he should have been marked short, fourth and one. Whether the Packers would have gone for it to try and put the game out of reach or punt the ball, that doesn't matter. I still think as, as the refs, you have to make the right decision. Like I said, Needless to say, if the Packers would have gone for it on fourth down to completely ice it away or punt the ball to Seattle, Seattle's win chances would have still been very slim. But that doesn't matter. You got to make the right call. You went to the you went to the match. review system too. I don't know how exactly. you can get that wrong. Oh yeah, exactly. And like I said, 
Pete Carroll could not challenge that because it was under two minutes left. So that was up to the officiating crew. They ultimately did that, which they should have, but I think they made the wrong call. Uh, yeah, I, I did hear that from the point of view of the refs and like where the line, the marker was like during the game, it was a first down, but obviously when you look at the pictures, it was not even close. No, not a whole yard short. Yeah, so that was unfortunate for uh, Seattle, and they also yeah. they lose the game off of that, 28-23. So, and then they move on to the conference championships. Yeah, conference championships. I was with Jack again. We were watching those games. Titans and Chiefs, first one up. Tennessee got off to a really nice start. It was looking like everything was playing into their favor with how they were playing against New England and Baltimore, but Something about those Chiefs, man, that just they, Patrick I don't Mahomes. Even really know. I don't even really know if it was overlooking, but something about those Chiefs—they they just find their their rhythm when they get down like that. Mahomes, Mahomes you know, is elite. He he, he knows is. he knows how to come back from from games that they're not doing so good. He knows how to bring them back into the game, and that he knows how to win. I mean, yeah, reigning league MVP for a reason. Yeah, and it, it just now, proved, now it just we get the shot right of the there. Super Bowl. It just proves now we get the shot of the Super Bowl. Wonder that that's gonna be a good game to see. I can't wait! I can't wait for that game. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the other conference championship game was uh, San Francisco 49ers took on the Green Bay Packers, and boy, that was that was a game. That was that was a interesting game. A game for the 49ers fans and the San Francisco 49ers. They played one time during the regular season, and that one was even worse than the first one, but it had the same exact effect. Everyone could just tell from the pretty much the outset that the talent standpoint between these two teams was clearly in favor of the 49ers, coaching as well. 49ers whizzed on them this one, 37-20. to 20. And the Packers made it somewhat closer in the end because the 49ers weren't starting to play lockdown defense like they were in the first half. It was 27 to nothing after the after the half. Yep. That game was over. But over. I will give the credit the Packers credit for at least making the game somewhat closer than how it was at the start of the game. Yeah, you could tell there was no give up in the Packers. Mm. Very interesting note uh, I heard from Matt LaFleur. I believe it was Wednesday that he gave his uh, end-of-the-season uh, interview, and he said he was really, really co- – uh, not disappointed, really, really confused of the lack of effort in those guys. He said, I don't know why the, I don't know why there was not really a whole lot of effort that game, and that's why we pretty much got down and lost. So it's very interesting to hear a coach kind of say that, about questioning the team's effort in that game. It makes you wonder, like – were the was it not really an overmatch in our eyes, but in their eyes, they obviously know that they could have the talent to compete, but the, he they just he doesn't think that the effort was there by the Packers. Yeah, they just they just didn't do it. They didn't have like the commitment to the game to the game there that game. I don't know. I think I think no matter what, I think the 49ers were just completely like they they were overmatching them from the start. I, yeah. I I didn't I didn't even think it mattered if Green Bay played their best football. I think the 49ers not even their best football would have been enough for Green Bay. They they've just proven it too much this season. And for Green Bay, like I said, I know I try to be the, the least biased Bears fan that I can, but just seeing how the Packers are winning games this year, they weren't a great 13 and 3 team. They were not that impressive. And if it was a close game, I would have known that this was going to be a a good Packers team that would have competed for a Super Bowl. But they just they they did not show that they were competitive in that game. Yeah, they didn't get competitive till that last half before they actually started. It seemed like they were actually playing like playing really playing at least decently well compared to how they started. Yeah, how they started was not great at all. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So that leaves the uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54, the 49ers and the Chiefs will face off for the first time 
in the Super Bowl. Well, not the first time ever, but the first time they will play each other in the Super Bowl. Let's do some predictions for this for this game. I said from the very start, I said from the very start, after that these two teams were set to face off, I had a score prediction and everything. I think it's I don't think this is gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be it's close gonna, no matter what. I I think so. I think I don't think there's a quality of each team that they I don't think each team has a capability of blowing out the other team. I think it's gonna be close all around, but I just got this weird feeling that the Lombardi trophy is heading back to the Bay Area this year. 26-24, San Francisco 49ers are the champions of the NFL. And Jimmy Garoppolo can say he's a Super Bowl champion as a starting quarterback this time. Yeah, that that's for sure. I, I honestly can't wait for this game. So it's in uh, a week now. It's gonna be a yep. it's gonna be a long week before this game actually happens. And I cannot wait to see the end result of this game. Absolutely. I think this I mean you got the Chiefs high powered offense against the Niners, high powered defense. I so, can't wait to see that. Yeah, so my prediction for this is uh 2017 49ers. It's gonna be close. I say it's gonna go to overtime too, and the 49ers are gonna kick a field goal to win it. Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold. Well, hey, what, like said, I, I like how we all how we're all thinking close here. I mean that, I have no clue with these two teams. I don't know who has a clear advantage, to be honest. It's I mean, a high-powered offense against a high-powered defense, so it's going to be a can, close game. And you can even say on the other side, too. I mean, look at the other side. The 49ers' offense, I think, has been underlooked this year. I mean, their running game has been so effective, and even the passing game with the play action and the, and the route running by these receivers has given Jimmy G so much time to open up and find his guys. But, I mean, Let's not discredit this Chiefs defense. I mean, last year we all knew the Chiefs had one of the worst defenses in the league. They really amped up their game this year. They stepped it up big time. They played exceptionally better this season and even in the second half. Look out. I I don't know who has a clear advantage on either side of the ball. All all we got to say is just watch out. 49ers, Chiefs. Super Super Bowl, who's going to win this game? Who's going to win the title? Who's going to win MVP? That is all up for debate and up for Sunday's game on February 2nd. It's going to be, That's a, right. going to be a fun day, fun day of the Super Bowl, fun day of like all the Super Bowl festivities. So it's going to be a lot of fun that day. I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. So that, that'll do it for our NFL talk. Wait, do you want to talk about uh, Antonio, the, Antonio Brown situation before we venture off of NFL? All I got to say is there's something messed up with him. I'm I'm not going to get into all the details because I'm sure you guys all know everything. This guy has some mental – he has some mental problems, and I think he needs to be checked out by a mental facility before he goes and does something stupid like that again because, I don't know, he has never acted like this when he's playing and all of a sudden it's just unfolded for him so much. Yeah. So it's very, very strange. It's a bad situation. He, he he ruined his NFL career now. I definitely think, yeah, I, I think after this latest little stem, I do not think he will ever have a job in the NFL again. Yeah. So that's how we're going to close NFL talk. So, you want to go to MLB now? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. And I know you guys are thinking, not free agency, not not all the uh, managerial talks. I know what you guys are thinking first when it comes to MLB. We got to talk about the sign-stealing scandals, don't we, Jack? Yeah, for sure. Houston Astros. That's what you were going to go to first, right? Yeah. Let's do it. What do you think about this whole thing? I mean, there have been so many reports coming out about different players, different coaches, different teams. Yeah. What's so. This future is going to be so on, like, so I don't even know what to say. I mean, we're, we have a possibility of a world series being stripped. Yeah. It's a, it's a whirlwind right now. It's a, a very unfortunate situation that the MLB has to deal with. 
especially especially since it's about a team winning the World Series and two, two years in a row. Two years in a row. It's just it's, it looks bad for MLB. It looks bad for Houston. It looks bad for pretty much the whole game of baseball because of this well, whole we don't situation. Know about the whole game of ba- I, I wouldn't say the whole game of baseball. We don't know about the whole game of baseball yet. There's We don't have any info, I guess, on if other teams were doing somewhat of the same thing. I mean, because I well, like, like still, just one team did it, so it's going to look oh, bad well, no matter I, what. I, well, two teams, technically. Well, yeah, two teams. I think it was, it was two teams because – the ringleader of the Astros sign-stealing scandal was Alex Cora. He was a bench coach back when they won the World Series in 2017. And after he accepted the Boston Red Sox managerial job, he's do- he- they said he did the same thing in Boston, and look what happened to them. Yeah. World Series champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's all. This is definitely bad for that, Alex Cora. Yeah, that, I think he bad. might be banned for life. Yeah. What what do you think they're gonna do about the World Series? About like the title? I think for well, it's very very tough overall. But first and foremost, I think anyone who says the Dodgers should be awarded the World Series are that that comment is absolutely ridiculous. I yeah. I mean, yes, I, I know they made it to the World Series, but you can't just give it you, to yeah, a you loser can, you can't like give that. it away. You can't give it away like that. Exactly. You can't give it away. I think personally, they if they find more evidence, definitely vacate them. But I already feel like there's enough evidence where you can vacate them because I mean you're talking about stealing these teams' signs. Like what if they don't have these signs? What do they know that a three-two changeup is coming? How about a fastball? How about a curveball? They don't know. But now that they have these signs, they know where the ball is going. As the Astros were using these signs and using these signals to communicate to their players. I mean, you can clearly hear them communicating to each other in these videos. I mean, I think it's pretty evident. I, per, For me personally, I feel like there's too much evidence. I think the World Series should be stripped from the Astros. Yeah, just but like just for like the Dodgers like situation where like you can't really you can't give them a, the title, even though because because of the because they lost against the Astros. I think it goes against the same with the World Series. You can't really strip the trophy away from the Astros, even though, like, obviously it's all evident. All and like you could see like the videos and like hear all the like the what the like banging the, the bang and the trash can, all that the buzzers that the Astros oh, are wearing. That's another one, yeah. But like, I don't think you can strip just like strip away a championship like that. Well, they did with the nineteen eighteen Black Sox. Yeah, that is true. But like now, those guys were betting. Those guys were fixing games. Yeah, but now, like in the era right now, I don't think you could. I don't think you you could strip the trophy from them. Even though, even though they totally deserve to get stripped of the trophy, I don't think it's gonna happen. If they don't get stripped, or even if they do, I still feel like they should conduct some research and more, I guess, evidence and try to see what kind of players and coaches were more so involved. Because there could be some players that had no clue but were on the team and they were, I guess, just along for the ride. And you could have some guys that were in on it and, you know, what they could be banned or, you know, suspended for even a little bit. If anything comes out of this, it's uh, suspensions. I definitely, I definitely think that they should try and see if there were any specific, you know, except players or coaches who deserve suspensions or possibly some bans. Yeah. But the the worst thing that's going to happen is uh, suspensions, I believe. I don't think they'll get stripped, but suspensions for sure. And even bans. And as, uh, yeah. and we've seen some coaches get fired too from this and managers. Yeah, I started off with uh, Astros manager AJ Hinch and GM Jeff Lunau were suspended for one year, and then I believe, I believe it, I don't know if it was a day or later or so, they both fired. Yeah, I think I think it was a day after. Suspended for one year by the MLB, then the Astros fired them themselves. Yeah, which I think I think that's a good move because 
that doesn't look good for the Astros if they keep if they keep them, and it doesn't look good for MLB to keep them either. No, and it doesn't look good for AJ Hinch and Jeff Runell because I mean, you're the manager. You know that's cheating. You're the manager right there. You're supposed to stop all that stuff. Yeah. You can't just like, let let them cheat like that. That's, that's a yeah. completely bad look. Do you think they'll get a job after their suspension? I don't know. I think it's very tough to call right now. I feel like AJ Hinch might, might. Yeah. But I feel like the uh, the other the other well, the other notable manager Alex Cora who did it in Houston and Boston. I think Alex Cora will never get a job again. Yeah. He did. He did it for two teams. Yeah, I, I, I don't Alex, think I don't think Alex Cora is going to get a job, but AJ Hinch, I I could see still getting a job after his suspensions up. They're going to need some thorough interviews to, to just make sure he doesn't do that again. But yeah. I think Alex, Alex Cora doing it on two separate teams, I think there's no possible way he ever gets a job. Mm-mm. And then a few a few days later, Carlos Beltran was uh, fired from the Mets. Yeah, and I mean, I, he was a part of that. Astros. Uh, yeah, he was a. He was with that, with that allegation, and uh, the Mets uh, recently hired uh, Luis Luis Rojas to be the new new manager for the Mets. Yeah, I never heard of him, but I heard he was uh, an assistant for them. It sucks for the Mets, though. The future looked pretty bright with Beltran and all the all the young guys they got, but they got a. They were forced to part ways, and now they they got to promote someone. Which, granted, you know it's a good opportunity for them, yeah. but in, in the end, they're still a little torn up because the Carlos Beltran era ended before it ever began. Yeah, it's also good that they got they fired Carlos Beltran because like all the like the situations with like Alex Cora and all that, it's just it would just look bad for, bad for the Mets to keep him. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, is there anything else you want to go with the uh, Astros uh, cheating situation? No, I think I, mean, I think we covered pretty much all of it. I mean... Yeah, so... Uh, still in MLB, uh, the Chicago White Sox are making some huge moves this offseason. Yeah, now you, can, now you can boast about your Sox for a little bit. Now, let's okay. see if... Let's see if they can back up all those free agent signings. Yeah, so some of the signings that the Sox have recently acquired were Edwin Carnacion. Uh, thanks, Colby, and his uh, Yankees for having us get get Edwin. So shout out to Cub. Miss shout out to Miss Call Podcast too, as well since oh, we're yeah. on we're on that Sauce topic. And Cub all day. Sa- Sauce and Cub all day. Go listen to their videos, but. Overall, thanks, uh, Colby, for for Edwin Carnacion. He signed a one-year deal worth uh, twelve mil. Uh, the Sox also got Dallas Keuchel, right? Keuchel. Keuch- Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel. Uh, three-year, three-year contract worth fifty-five point five mil. Yasmani Grandal, four-year deal with seventy-three mil, and Gio Gonzalez, one year worth five mil. That, yeah, the, that's uh, a Yasmani Grandal one started it all off. That's a really, that's that's a powerful five right there. Plus, with all the current White Sox right now, like Tim Anderson, uh, and like Giolito, G- Lucas Giolito, James McCann still playing. Uh, the list could go on and on. It's gonna be a Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu. All those guys, it's gonna. Socks gonna be good this year. You know what though? I I, I I'm a Cubs fan, Jack Sox fan. I'm not I'm not giving it to the Sox just yet. I think they got to actually prove it on the field because you know what? Like I said, I think the Sox what they did in free agency it, it. Look at that! You know they they made a lot of moves, but there's one there's one problem with that whole equation and. I'm not so sure about Rick Renteria as the manager. Yeah, that that's a fair point, but uh, you just you just gotta see how the season's gonna go and go from there, I guess. 
I feel like if they don't live up to their so-called expectations, I think they might have to let Yeah, he, he has to go then. He definitely has to go if they don't live up to expectations this year. Because they, they have a team to do some damage right now. Yeah, they got a lot. Interesting enough, though, a lot of their signings were veterans over, like, younger guys. Yeah, and uh, but they're they're really good these signings. They they know how to pl- they know how to play in the MLB. Yeah, we we we'll see what the Sox can live up to. So, uh, with all these uh, signings, do you think the Sox are the have made the biggest splash this offseason so far? Has to be collectively as a whole, they have to be the ones that have made the biggest splash. I mean, like you you named all those different guys that they signed. Every other team, I think, has maybe one or two. And the, and you and we named five notable people. Yeah. Collectively, I would say the White Sox have made the most noise in free agency, but you cannot exclude the Yankees, the Angels, and that because I mean that that Garrett Cole signing was humongous for the Bronx area. They got their pitcher, and I I personally think the Angels made a very bold move by bringing in Rendon. Now you got Trout and Rendon and Shohei Otani in the same team. I mean, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of a lineup right there. And and then, and you got Joe Madden coming in from the Cubs. Yeah. I'm sorry to see you go, Joe. Thank you so much for bringing us that title. True. But I, other than that, I think. I think collectively, like I said, the biggest signing obviously can go to the Yankees, but they didn't really make that many moves other than that. I think collectively the White Sox have made the most notable moves as, as, as an organization as a whole. Yeah, for sure. That Garrett Cole signing with the Yankees, that's a, that's a huge deal for the Yankees. They got a really good starting pitcher now. And I, I, believe, I believe he's a – he, yeah, he's definitely the best pitcher in the league right now. He's the most, most great uh, pitcher to look to watch right now. It's unreal watching him play. Well, also the Nationals too. They re- they got Strasburg back. They did. I I think after the after you watch those playoffs, Cole and Strasburg are the two best pitchers in baseball. Mm-hmm. They they just amped their their level up so much, and I think. They made themselves the two best pitchers, not just because they faced off, but they. I think, like like I said, the level that they put up, they had they are easily the two best pitchers in baseball. Easily. <laughs> so, uh, did you did you hear about the Red Sox? Uh, are looking for trading Mookie Betts, or they're considering trades for Mookie for Mookie. I think they actually got a deal uh, to avoid arbitration. So I think. I think Mookie Betts is staying with the Red Sox this year. Ooh. At, I think least, they said, at least that's good for them. Cause I, was I looking, think they said it was a record arbitration deal. I think it was one year, 27 mil. Because I was looking earlier, and it was like the Red Sox were considering trades for Mookie Betts, and the top bets would be the Dodgers and Padres. But that's probably old news by now, especially if they, if that is true, that they – that Mookie's staying with uh, Boston. Yeah, a lot of players had some arbitration deals. I think Mookie Betts, Chris Bryant was another one. Uh, Carlos Correa, I believe. George, no, George Springer. But Mookie, Mookie Betts was the most notable one. He's He's been one of those guys that's been talking about getting traded. And like I said, the rec- a record deal for arbitration. So he'll be staying with Boston for another year. Yeah, so... That that's good for Boston. He Mookie's really good. He's he's one of the best players in the league, I think. I think so, yeah. So is there anything else you want to cover that we did not cover in for baseball? Uh, I think I we got all the main so. points. Yeah, I think I think we nailed it too mostly. Yeah, so Let's move on to NHL. So this weekend we started off the NHL All-Star competitions. And uh, the skills competition was a good one. Did you get to watch any of the skills competition or All-Star game or anything, Tyler? I didn't. 
But I I personally love the NHL skills competition. I think they do they do the stuff the best. I love all these different types of competitions. I feel like it's new every year, and I feel like it's 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 must watch TV. I personally like it way more than the actual All Star game. Yeah. I think a lot of people like the com- skills competition more than the all-star game. Just just because, like, all, like, the skilled guys facing off in competition and just show- just honing their skills. And some, some of the most noticeable skill competitions that players have won this year was uh, Jordan Bennington won the save streak this year. So that – Defending cup goalie champion. Defending champ, defending cup champion, making making a name for himself too, especially since he came in last year. Absolutely. And then uh, Patrick Kane won the newest event from the stands. I don't I don't remember what it's called, but you had like a uh, st- shooting star. Shooting stars, yeah. You had like seven yeah. shots from the stand from like uh, stage in the stands that you had to shoot into a target. I think it was. Our boy Kaner. Our boy Kaner won. We saw him two weeks ago. That's true. He, he, he never disappoints. He's a uh, he's a special talent, that guy. The Blackhawks should never let him go. Yeah. I think he deserves to keep his legacy in Chicago. Yeah, 100%. 1,000%. He, uh, he always knows how to, up, how to amp up his game whenever anyone needs him to. And, and he, what a... a and what a damn accurate shooter, too. Mm-hmm. You, you ever see someone as special as him with the puck? I mean, he, he does so many cool cool stuff with it. Yeah, especially since you're shooting from the stands. And, like, the view of, like, I saw videos of that, and, like, that's a far, far shot to hit a target. And, Absolutely. And he did Kane, it. Kane is a legend. He is. The, the Hawks better retire his number when uh he he decides to hang them up oh absolutely if they don't he is they they are stupid he is he's hall of fame bound for sure absolutely no no question about it and then uh another interesting fact is from the from the skills competition was uh shea weber hit 106 mile per hour for uh the hardest shot and that one, that one, I was I was looking to see if anyone other than him would win, because he he's always been the best at that every single year. If someone other than him won, I was gonna be shocked. But when I saw it was him that won, I was like, I believe last year he, he hit one hundred six too. Not surprised. Not surprised he won. I I would not want to go up against him and face him in a on a slap shot. Oh no, I think you get. A nice solid bruise or something like that. Probably something like that. But overall, uh, the what are your thoughts on the All Star Game? Like we we all know we love the skills competition. What do you think about the All Star Game? It's different, you know, especially with the two with the uh, two divisions in each conference. They kind of have to play in like each division plays each other or something, yeah. and then the winners face off. It's kind of interesting. I, I think collectively, I would just like one big game, conference against conference, you know? Just like a couple years ago? Or like five, yeah. what, like five years I, ago? It's not, it's not that I dislike it. I just like the one big game, you know? Yeah. Like the Pro Bowl, AFC, NFC. Like yeah. the, uh, well, the, the NBA is different because they do the fan vote. Or no, the, the team thing. Uh, MLB All-Star Game, that's, yeah, as simple as you can get. Yeah. I mean, AL versus AL. I, I like to see the NHL go back to just like West versus East. You know. Yeah, I do. I do like the three on three version though. But, but again, I do like the original version of like just the two conferences facing off against each other. So like West against East, instead of like all like the little divisions facing off against each other, but. It, it is a lot more high scoring and a lot more fast paced, even though a lot of the guys don't even try during the All-Star game. Yeah, that's why some people don't even play it, to be honest. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to risk injury to 
So the Pacific Division ended up beating out the Atlantic Division yesterday to get the All-Star Game title. And uh, David Pasternak from the Boston Bruins won the All-Star Game MVP. Yeah, and very interesting that the, the uh, guy from the losing team was awarded the MVP award. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. He must have been playing really well if he I've, won it when, while heard, losing. I've heard this guy's name being thrown around a lot this year for just goal scoring and electrifying player. Does he have close to 40 goals already, or is he not, not that far yet? I think he's pretty close. I'll I'll look right now. But I I know I've heard his name come up a lot this year. David Posternick, one of the most uh, let's say electrifying scorers of, of this yeah. of this year. Mm-hmm. He's come up in a big way. All right, I'm looking right now. He's has. Not there yet. All right, I'll just search up his name. But he he is a he's a really good player, one of the most electrifying goal scorers right now. And uh, he is currently at thirty seven goals. So he's wow. he's, clo- he's three away from forty. Very cool. I mean, at this point during the All Star game, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. He has uh, 70, 70 points Jeez. in 51 games. 37 goals in 51. Wow, that's that's crazy. It is. And something tells me that he's not the and he's not he's not the goal the leading goal scorer this season. Mm-mm. I believe Alex Ovechkin is the leading scorer right now. Uh, that's that's such a shocker! Wow, <laughs> Ovechkin, man. No, no, Ovechkin. Uh, another one, her future Hall of Fame, one of the all-time greats. Actually, Pasternak is leading the uh, leading the league in goal scoring. Oh, okay. Alex Ovechkin is second with thirty-four, along with oh. Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, more like Austin Mustache. True. Pat- Patrick Kane's up there too with twenty-five. You can never count out Kaner. No, you cannot. So, uh, I believe that's all we got for the NHL news as of right now since we literally just did an NHL episode last week. So, there wasn't really much to do since besides the All-Star game. So, how about we end it on uh, the NBA? So, the sad day. Very, very sad day, not just for NBA fans, but like I said earlier, sports fans just in general, because we 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 lost an absolute legend today. Very, very sad day. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant has died at 41 years old. No yeah, words. I, I have no, no words. words for that. I mean, I can't even believe it. The Black Mamba is gone. I yeah. mean... Obviously, Chicago Bulls fan. Uh, never, never been a Lakers fan. Never. I mean, obviously, didn't really get to see Kobe play a whole lot. I mean, I know he retired when I was about fifteen, but I never really watched Laker basketball. But I mean, Laker fan or not, Kobe fan or not, you cannot deny the amount of good he has done for the sport of basketball and for the community outside of basketball. Yeah. He's he's done so much. He's mm-hmm. he, He's he's one of the all time greats. Yeah. There's no question about it. No question. If he's not, if he if he if some people don't put him in the top five, no no question, he's a top ten player all time. Yeah, he's a. I, I believe he's a top five player all time, for sure. I mean, LeBron has passed him for uh, third on the all time scoring list, so that that just proves it right there. Yeah. And uh, also, again, I mean, how just unbelievable is that? I mean. The day after LeBron James passes him for third on the all-time scoring list, he tweets out last night about go get number two, King James, and flying with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, to go to one of her travel basketball games with all their passengers on board as well, and the helicopter crashes. 
And the, from what I saw or from what I heard, there was nothing left. Like that, there everything was just gone, yeah. decimated. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, not only rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, rest in peace to his 13 year old daughter, Gianna. I mean, how, how just sad overall is this? It's very sad. Rest in peace to uh, Kobe the Great and uh, his daughter, Gianna. Uh, and also the, the other the other passengers, and the other passengers. so sad so so sad i was actually a lakers fan when i was younger because of kobe kobe was uh, one of my like one of my like inspirations so like hearing about that just like that hurts i can't believe it though Col- kobe bryant is dead at only 40, 41 years old. I mean, I can't even put into words what it's like for his other three daughters, his wife, his family, all his friends. And even outside of that, the, yeah. the Los Angeles community, the Lakers fans, he, he's one of the true definitions and, and a, a true just pioneer for Laker basketball. I mean, he, he has to be one of the greatest Lakers of all time. Mm-hmm. And he, he, it's just crazy that he's he's gone before even Magic and Kareem and Shaq. It sounds it sounds so bad to say, but it's 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 just crazy. Yeah, his his Mamba mentality too, too. Absolutely, yeah. So, like I said, whether whether you're a La- whether you're not a Lakers fan or a Kobe fan or not, you cannot deny the amount that he's done for the sport of basketball and outside. Yeah, yeah, he, he has done so much for the game and. So much for other sports too. Everyone, everyone looks up to him. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, also this this is also a minor thing too. But I mean, how many times? Or I almost feel like anyone who has played like street basketball, you cannot tell me that there is not a Kobe. single person that would that would go take a shot and be like Kobe. Kobe. Like people don't say MJ or LeBron. It's Kobe. Kobe, Kobe. I I always I mean, do that when how, I take a jumper. How, who 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 has not done that as while playing street basketball as a kid? I know no I, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it plenty of times. I still do it now. I'll I'll take a jumper and I'll be like Kobe. I, like I said, it's not even it's not MJ or LeBron. It's Kobe. That that just proves how much uh how much he means to the sport of basketball. And, for how much he means to everything. Influence on younger uh, younger uh, fans and kids and, and people who want, want to grow up and possibly be basketball players and even just normal everyday people, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's freaking crazy, man. I, I think it's only right to take a 24-second moment of silence right now. Thank you. There we go. R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Uh, Gianna. Gianna. Prayer, Who prayers, wanted to carry on his up. legacy. Yeah, prayers go up to Kobe's family, his friends, everyone who... Absolutely. Literally everyone who's been affected by this. Anyone, yeah, anyone whose family members have been affected. So, I think it was a good way to end, the, end it. Is there any... yeah, you, got, you got anything else for the NBA or? Mm, no, not really. Unless you want to do something about the NBA. Do you have... Nah, other, other, yeah, we could do an episode. We can do just an NBA episode like next time. Yeah, I think it was just right to just I respect think, Kobe. I think that would, yeah, I think that's a perfect, yeah, just this time is respect Kobe. But we can, I think NBA is one we should definitely do next. We haven't done one, I think, since the uh preview season preview yeah. yeah for sure so so i believe this will conclude episode 22 of on the spot sports so please make sure to follow our instagram at on the spot sports with underscores in between each word so on underscore the underscore sports 
or a spot underscore sports. So on the spot sports with an underscore under each word and uh, just follow us there. We'll post notifications. We'll upload posts whenever we get an episode out. Well, we do some polls too. And if you guys have any questions or, or things you want us to do, just DM us or comment on our videos and we'll get to it. This channel is also for you guys. We enjoy making Absolutely. these. So we want to, we want to make this enjoyable for you. So just comment what you want to see and we'll get to it. Absolutely. So I believe this will be it. So thank you for, thank you for listening. We, we love you guys. Uh, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.